Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is Essential Commercial Real Estate Terms That You Should Know Before You Purchase Any Commercial Real Estate, Before You Invest in any commercial property, before you move forward with anything commercial estate investing related, you need to understand the basic terms. Now, I am going to do this in two parts. The first part will be the basics here of terms that you should know. The second part will be what I call decision-making terms that before you make any decisions on moving forward in the commercial real estate, you must know. So let's get started. I'm gonna get started with a five-unit apartment building. Why is that? It's because Anything that's five units and greater in an apartment building considered commercial, five unit is the beginning. We'll start there. So we have a C-class apartment building in a B-class neighborhood. You have to know what those mean. Okay, you have to. Next is we have each of the apartment units get $1,200 a month in rent. So I have $1,200 times five units, that's $6,000 per month, times 12 months equals $72,000 per year. We call this term, $72,000, gross rental income. So $72,000 gross rental income, a very important term. Now, what do you do next? You have to subtract a vacancy factor. What is that? A vacancy factor is a safety factor. You cannot anticipate or expect your apartment building to be full for the entire 12 months. It's not going to happen. You're going to have someone move out and someone move in. When someone moves out and moves in, that's called a vacancy period. So vacancy factor. So we're going to add a 5% vacancy factor or safety factor in this calculation here. So we have 5%, that's our default. So anytime you're running numbers or, or doing numbers on the apartment deal, you need to use the vacancy factor of at least 5% off of the gross uh, rental income. So 5% of 72,000 is $3,600 a year. I subtract these two numbers, I end up with 68,400. Now, when I do the math, this 68,400 there's another term for this, it's called effective gross income. This is the gross rental income, this is the effective gross rental income, we also call it EGI. Now, the whole goal here, while explaining the terms, is to calculate the cash flow yearly, okay? That's the goal here. Now, so from your $68,400, you're gonna subtract your expenses, particularly your operating expenses, which are your normal and recurring expenses, such as taxes, insurance, management, utilities, repairs, maintenance, going to Home Depot, contractors, plumbing, things like that, you're gonna subtract. Not your mortgage, not anything to do with finances, okay? This is your operating expenses for your building. Now, we take as a default, just for our initial underwriting purposes, for initial evaluation purposes, we use 35%. So if you're working with a real estate agent and they give you expenses and they come to be 18%, no, that just isn't true. I'm sorry. It's going to be at least 35%, at least, okay? So 35% of 68,400 is 23,940. So I track my income minus expenses equals 44,460. This is a very important term. You hear me speak of it so many times. This is your net operating income, also known as your NOI. It is a value driver in commercial real estate. It is probably one of the most important numbers that you have to understand in commercial real estate. Now, the reason why it's a value driver is 
You've heard me say this before, as you raise your NOI, as your rents go up, your NOI goes up, so does your property value. So you can force the appreciation in your commercial property by increasing the NOI. You can't do that with a fourplex, okay? Because fourplex is residential. A triplex is residential. Single family home doesn't work. It has to be five units and greater for this value driver principle to apply. This is why commercial is so powerful. So now I have my income, my expenses, equals my NOI. What do you do after that? Next, you have to subtract your mortgage, your annual mortgage payments, okay? your annual debt. We call this your annual debt service, or ADS. It's your yearly mortgage payments. For this five unit property, how much did we pay? We're, we paid $600,000 for it. 25% of that is what, 120,000? So we're gonna uh, finance the rest. So we're gonna, we're gonna put down 25%, we're gonna finance the rest, at 6.5% interest rate, and the monthly payments come up to be $2,844, so $2,844 per month. Per month times 12 equals $34,128. So I have my NOI minus my annual mortgage payments, annual debt payments, equals cash flow of $10,332. So again, income minus expenses equals your NOI, NOI minus your mortgage equals your cash flow, right? So these are the basic nine terms that you need to know before you move forward in anything commercial. If you don't know this, to me, it's irresponsible. So we're gonna stop right here and I go to the next part. On the next part, I have four or five other very essential commercial estate terms. I call your decision-making terms. Before you make any decisions on moving forward into commercial estate, you must know the following terms that I'm gonna share with you now. There are no bad investments. There are only bad investors. And the reason why there are bad investments is because bad investors made poor decisions. They made decisions based upon things that they knew nothing of. Okay, so a lack of knowledge and a lack of wisdom will cause a typical person become a bad investor and make bad investment decisions. All right, hope that makes sense to you. Behind me are the essential decision-making terms that you need to know before you make any decisions, okay? Plainly put. So let's get started. So just a quick reminder, gross rental income of 72,000 minus your vacancy leaves us with your effective gross income of 68,000 minus your operating expenses, so uh, income minus expenses equals your NOI. Now from your NOI, you subtract your annual debt service or your yearly mortgage payments, and that equals your annual cash flow. Okay, so at least we're there. Now you know how to calculate cash flow accurately and responsibly. Next is, what are some of the decision-making terms they need to know before you can decide if investment is good or not? Your first one is your cash on cash return. You've probably heard of that. What is it? It's your return on investment. I define it as the velocity of your money. So how fast is your money moving in and moving out? It needs to have a certain velocity to it. If it's really, really, really slow and it's moving slower than like a bank CD, then it's probably not something you want to do. It's probably not a good investment. Now, to calculate your cash on cash return is simple. It's your annual cash flow divided by your down payment. So in this case, $10,000 a year in cash flow divided by the down payment equals 6.9%. That's return on investment. That's a pretty good return on investment these days, right? Now we can do better. 
and our students do much better. I'm just being conservative here with you. I'll show you in a second how to make this numbers double digit. Okay? All right. So that's the first thing you need to know. Cash on cash return is your velocity of your money. It needs to have velocity to it. If not, it's not a good investment. It's going to get stuck in the investment. Number two is your capitalization rate or your cap rate. A layperson may say your cap rate is defined as what is your return on investment as if you paid all cash. That's one way, probably the, probably the easiest way to look at it, meaning you paid all cash, there's no mortgage. So what is the return on your investment from the money you get from your property with no mortgage? What is the ROI on that? And that's what the cap rate is. The calculation is your net operating income divided by your sales price. In this case, 44470 divided by a sales price of 600000 equals 7.4%. Why is this important? It's important because this cap rate, cap rate is one of the major terms in commercials, one of the major determining factors if the deal is good or not. Let me explain. This number here, this 7.4%, this is your deal cap rate, okay, 7.4%. You need to compare it to the market cap rate. The market cap rate is what other properties around your properties have sold for in terms of a cap rate. So if you have four or five different transactions around your property in the immediate area, and let's say they close at a cap rate of 6.5%, for example, and then you're buying yours at 7.4%, that's what you want. So the question is, and I'll share in a second why, uh, the second question is, what is your market cap rate? So if your market cap rate is 6.5% and your deal cap rate is 7.4%, that's what you want. You don't want the opposite. You want your deal cap rate to be greater than the market cap rate. That's what you want. But what if the opposite happens? What if your deal cap rate is 7.4% but your market cap rate is 8%? Let me show you what happens here. Do some quick math for you. So I'm going to take this NOI of 44,460. I'm going to divide it by 8% market cap rate. The value comes out to be $555,000. You're buying it for $600,000, but according to this cap rate calculation, it's only worth $555. You've just overpaid for the property. So you see why? Understanding the deal cap rate and market cap rate, why that is so important, and why you need to Understand this before you make any decisions. Third, um, we have your, your debt coverage ratio. Okay, we call it otherwise known as DCR. You will hear this term a lot. Debt coverage ratio is exactly what it means. It is how much does the NOI cover the debt? Debt coverage ratio. So you want the NOI to cover the debt by at least 1.2 times. That's what you want. Let me explain. The debt coverage calculation is your NOI divided by your annual debt service, your, your annual mortgage payment. So 44,460 NOI divided by your yearly mortgage payments here equals 1.3. That means that your NOI is greater than your mortgage payments by 1.3 times. That means your cash flow positive. That's what that means. So lenders require you to be at least at 1.2. So this deal is 1.3. If you drop to 1.0, if your annual debt service and your NOI are the same, this will be 1.0. That means you're breaking even. And if your debt coverage ratio is less than one, if this less than one is this 0.9 to 0.8, you have negative cash flow. So now do you see also why knowing this is so important before you make any decisions? 
If you don't know these type of things, you're making blind decisions. You just can't say this property is beautiful, it's in a great area, has great management, the numbers are great, based upon what? It has to be based upon this. This is why the majority of deals that you see out there won't work because once you calculate this, this will give you a skill level that we teach our students to make the best decisions and do the best deals. Okay, so cash or cash return, cap rate, and debt coverage ratio. At least these are what I call the three decision-making commercial real estate terms that you need to know. So next, I'm going to do a little bonus here. I'm going to share with you, when you look at a deal from a listed agent on their brochure, you may see an actual side of current numbers, like income and expenses. Then you see the other side of performing, which means projected on income and expenses. That's another term you really need to understand to see if the deal is good or not. So let me do that next. This is a quick bonus section just for you. Here is a very special, I would say powerful bonus session just for you. Just a couple minutes here. Now, when you're actively looking at commercial deals and, and let's say you find something on LoopNet or one of the websites or MLS or something, or when your broker buddy sends you a deal, most likely the deal is going to have two sets of income and expenses. One will say actual income expenses or current income expenses. The other side will say performa income and expenses or projected. And understanding both of these can be both a blessing and a curse. Again, this is why you need to understand uh, the term, right? Actual and performa to put yourself in the best position to make the best decision. So I'll use the same example, okay? We have the actual side. Let's say that the agent gave you these numbers, he got these from a seller, and these are the actual income and expenses and the NOI, okay? The mortgage, we don't pay attention to, this is your mortgage, it's not the seller's mortgage. So we're gonna pay attention to here on up, okay, for current numbers. On the other side, we have perform or projected. So what they normally will project is the income. So they'll say the income can go from 72,000 to 93,000, you're like, wow, that's fantastic. It cash flows really, really well. But that can be a curse. You know why? It's because this number may not be true. This number may just be based upon some internet information and not actually based upon the property itself. All right? What if you have smaller units? What if the neighborhood is bad? What if the condition of the property is bad? You probably can't reach this number. That's why I say when you want to calculate a performa number, Make sure it's based upon your research only and not in agents and not in sellers. This is based upon your number. If it's from an agent or a seller, completely ignore it, okay? No disrespect. Completely ignore it and do your own research of where this number should be based upon the property itself. We teach that to our students all the time. There are ways to do that. Check with us and we'll show you how. So. Let's make an assumption here. Let's say that the, that we can actually reach 93,600. And you want to know why I like this number? You know how this number is de was derived from? It is derived from this five-unit building in two years raising the rents $100. So oh, year one, you're raising it $50. Year two, you're raising another $100. So you're going from 1200 to 1300 in two years. Do you think you can do that? Of course you can. But again, this is the beauty of doing multifamily. When you have a single family home, raising the rents $100 is nothing. Who cares, right? But if you do it over five units, look what happens. Look what happens. Imagine doing this over 100 units. Boom. So $93,000, you're going to take your vacancy, 
you have your new uh, effective gross income. We're going to take 35% expenses again. We have our new NOI. The old NOI was 44000 Now it's 57000 And as I told you, as the NOI goes up in a commercial property, not a fourplex, not a single-family home, but a commercial property, so does the property value. Let me show you how. So when you have a new and higher NOI, here's a new value calculation. You have your net operating income divided by the, your market cap rate for those properties located. So let's do the math. 57,798 divided by 7%. Let's say the market cap is 7%. The new value is 825,000. You bought this property at 600,000. Two years later, you have forced the appreciation to 825. Do you see how powerful commercial real estate is? You just created your retirement by sending out notices to five tenants over the next two years. Look what you did. This is exactly what we teach our students to do. There's a skill to it, but you can actually do this to almost every property, every apartment building. So that's the creating new value. But also too, look what you did. Uh, you have multiplied the cash flow as well. So the reason why I like a commercial when you do multifamily, you increase the rents $100 over two years. You not only increase the cash flow, you multiply it. Look at the new cash flow. So the, the new NOI divided by the same mortgage, new cash flow is $23,670. The old cash flow was $10,000. So you multiply it by 2x, okay? More than 2x. You double your cash flow by just sending these five tenants $50 increases for one time a year over the next two years. You can do that. Just got to find the right property, but you can do that. And you see the effect. Not only did you double the cash flow, look what you did to the property value. You brought it up to from $600,000 to $825,000. That's the power of commercial real estate and what's possible here if you understand the essential terms. So I hope you enjoyed this. If you want to learn exactly what we're teaching our students, go ahead and apply to our Protégé program. Thank you so much.